The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen. And for the first time ever, I'm not broadcasting from my room. I am broadcasting from the sitting room of one Andy Stevenson, the king of Irish MMA media, the man who has interviewed every single fighter on this card that comes from Ireland twice, I believe, at this stage. It's a big, big card. I need someone to fill me in on all of the nooks and crannies. And who better than Severe MMA's Andy Stevenson with a V? Andy, how are you? With, with a V. Welcome to the Southside, PT. Welcome to the Southside. Uh, we finally converted you. Can't take any of those plaudits, but uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, great to be sitting beside the King of Blanche. Oh man, it's it's a big deal. I could see, like you know, I was coming in. People are looking in. They were kind of, you know, taking uh, trinkets and whatnot out of their front gardens as soon as they came me coming through. But I think everything's fine. I, I don't want to dismerch your good name out here. Bismerch your good name out here. But um, tell me this: you've covered a lot of fights at Three Arena. Is this one the most excited you've been for a fight at Three Arena? Would you say? I think um, it's definitely up there. Um, I've only ever covered. Bellator events at the Three Arena, believe it or not. So, like, I've, the only Cage Warriors event I've actually covered in Ireland is in Cork. Um, so I'm really, really excited to see a different product in there. Obviously, there's a load of shows coming to Ireland this year. You've got PFL, you've got uh, Cage Warriors, you've got Bellator twice and and Cage Warriors twice, in fact. Um, but yeah, like, there's it, something feels different about this, and I think that um, I wasn't there up in Belfast for Reese's kind of crowning moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just because I'm going to it or what, but it, this one kind of feels almost like, uh, I don't know if it's a bigger moment, but like it just feels different. It feels like this is Reese McKee's coming out party, um, his re-emergence to the UFC, obviously all it can potentially be, the gym, uh, judo gym can spoil it still, but it's great to see. I think there's something like eight different teams on this card. Mm. Um, you just don't get that with the Bellator show. So it's it seems more representative of Irish MMA as a whole. Um, it's it's undisputable that is that is the case with so many teams. Um, and I think that for a lot of the fights on it, for the Irish fighters, there's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of anticipation about um, a number of the, the fighters, whether it's a Ryan Shelley or a James Sheen. Um, and yeah, it's, it's different. It definitely feels different, but I'm really, really excited for it. Um, I don't know what the crowd will be like. That'll be, I think, uh, interesting. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting messages from people showing me like a few grayed out seats. I, I don't think they're doing the full thing. They're doing what Bellator did the last time. You know, it's kind of like some area is not available. But for what's available, I think they're doing really well from what I'm hearing. I could be wrong. No, I, I've heard that too. And I think especially in the last week or so, yeah. uh, it seemed like there's been a massive push um, in ticket sales in the last week. And uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm expecting a boisterous crowd. I remember like even you were there, I was with you there in, in, in Neptune Stadium in, yeah. back in 2019. And like that was, that was great crack. It was a small venue but it was uh it felt like the roof was about to kind of blow off when some of the irish fighters were walking out yeah i think i think the difference between this one and the belfast one i thought like yeah same kind of jeopardy for reese right you're thinking like if he wins this fight maybe he goes to the ufc didn't happen obviously he's here now i think this is a better fight anyway with wallhead but it's the it's a jeopardy for shelly now and for sheehan as well like those two guys right obviously sheehan's going to be fighting you know for the title if he wins this fight against Alban Elliott, who people really know and really rate. And then Shelley, 6-0. It's one of the best records in MMA, like in Irish MMA at the moment. So I think he's in a similar situation. Um, so yeah, I think that's what's exciting. Here's one I had earlier, I thought of it. And look, you mentioned Belfast there. I drove all the way to Belfast only to find out that Graham Boylan didn't like me anymore, I was told. But anyway, I was thinking today, <laughs> it's not said, and it should be said, and this is not an attempt to warm my way back into the good books of Graham Boylan. But we talk about legends. Graham Boylan, like him or not, 
he's a legend of Irish MMA. Like, I mean, who else has given these guys a platform to go to the big dance for over a decade, like well over a decade? Is that fair or am I reaching there? He's going to be at the event, remember? So if he says no, Graeme, I'm the one who said, I think you're a legend, right? Just remember that. Well, he can answer me on Twitter not too long ago, <laughs> so he probably doesn't like me either. But um, no, I think that I think that is fair to say, look, I wasn't there when, I'm not going to be one of these people who pretends, oh, I was in the Helix. I wasn't. But you know, you know what he did, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I know the the scale and the um, the importance of that era in Irish MMA in the, what, 20, 2012 to 2014, really. Yeah. There were shows in the Helix every few months and they were really, really important moments and they it was a springboard for the likes of, you know, Conor McGregor, all the, all the lads, all the previous wave to to go on and, and move on from there. And I was only talking with uh, Paul Redmond just the other day and like, it was the platform for people like him, like legends of the sport uh, of, of years gone by now in, in Irish MMA. Um, and it's great that they're back. Like, there's so few shows in the Republic now. So it's really important. Like all of these fights, like you think of Arisa, Paul Hughes, James Sheen, Ryan Shelley, all these guys, they've been building their careers in Cage Warriors for the last number of years but they haven't had many opportunities to do it in Ireland. So it's brilliant to see Cage Warriors back. Um, and it's great to see not just that they're back, but that you know they were there in Belfast last year. They're here again. And we already have a date in November for when they're coming back again. So there's storylines that can be built there for the Irish fighters to, you know, for when they can have an, another homecoming later in the year. Here's one for you. Look, I'm not going to lie. I have not talked to the vast majority of people on this card. <laughs> I was in KF last Friday. I talked to all of them lads. Um, I talked to Andy Ryan on the phone a few times. And I talked to Reese McKee today as well for this episode, which will be following our first conversation here. You've talked to them all. Give me one story that's floating under the radar that maybe the mainstream guys like myself aren't paying attention to. One story that I really like here in and, and and some people will look at this in two ways as far as the matchmaking, but I really like it. It's there's a fight between Leon Hill of Team KF and Martin Zambala of Team Torres that's coming up. And both of these guys, Leon Hill made his pro debut on short notice um on an Ian Gary card when back when Ian Gary was a Team KF fighter. He was I remember he Ian Gary did an interview with Sean Sheen and Leon Hill was just like a training partner in the background and then two days later he's oh I'm, I'm actually making my pro debut now on this card <laughs> he was forced uh, he lost that fight but he was forced uh, out of the sport for a little bit with, with an injury with concussion and it took him a long time to come back and he, he rebounded last year with four absolutely ferocious performances on the Irish scene now they, they were against opponents who in my opinion were just below Leon's standard shite hawks that's what you said you, you said it <laughs> yeah I think Fitzy said that um, but yeah no look they were they, they, it was to, to me, there were mismatches. I just think, I think Leon Hill was far superior. So now he's given an opportunity to go in against a guy, a, another Irish guy, Martin Zambala, who had a really rocky start. He's a bit like, um, he's a te- teammate of Decky McAleenan, but he's, he's very like him in that he'll take all the hard fights and he had a very spotty record, but he managed to have a career resurgence on the regional scene in 2022 as well, where he went four and one, scored a crazy highlight reel head kick KO. Um, and now you've got these two guys who have, who have refound their form in, different you know different points in their careers and for different reasons but they've both had really good 2022s and now they're getting that opportunity to fight on a show like Cage Warriors it's kind of a pity that they're going against each other and that one of them now has to lose but it gives them both a great opportunity here and and that's one for the the hardcore kind of Irish MMA fans it's a domestic matchup as well two gyms going against each other probably a lot of respect but just a solid matchup uh, and a yeah great matchmaking by Ian Dean in my opinion he, he tends to be good at the all matchmaking, you know. Uh, they aren't shite hawks. That was uh, a bad joke because those Irish fighters I was talking about, I'm already out of the Irish MMA scene. I mean, I can't be making jokes about shite hawks. Yeah, no, I think most of them are out.
Hawks. All right, that's good. That's good. Shite Hawks. <laughs> um, final question before we go over to the Reese McKee interview, which is absolutely amazing. Um, outside of the main event, what is the fight you're most looking forward to here? There's two. No. Um, just one? No. Okay. I'm only messing. You can do two. You can do two. <laughs> we, we go 1A. <laughs> we, go, we go 1A and 1B. Uh, it's Ryan Shelley and Tobias Hill. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's my one. That was the one I'd pick. Yeah, it's just, it's bananas. Like, Tobias Arena is a terrifying human being. His last fight, I think it was against Damon Wilson, he scored a step-in elbow or, or forearm uh, knockout and it was, it just put shivers up my back, to be honest with you. Um, it's a fight that, if I am Ryan Shelley, thankfully I'm not, I'm going in with, with you know, you're, I don't know if fear is the right word, but you're you're certainly, you're, you're watching out for, for what's coming at you. Uh, but, but you've got Ryan Shelley who has looked uh, fantastic. He's still undefeated. And the way he went out, if there was any doubters prior to it, to go in against a, a perennial title contender in Cage Warriors like Josh Reed and take him out in a round and submit him, uh, that's incredible. That's an incredible achievement. And I think that this is a, a fight between two real prospects. Uh, and I, I don't know what way it's going to go, but it's it's very, very exciting. My 1B is James Sheen versus Oban Elliott. Uh, two fighters, fighters, um, in my opinion, they, you know, Oban can talk, but he, he takes on hard challenges. James Sheen has taken hard, hard challenges and both of them have already come up through adversity in their career. They've taken losses, they've taken their licks and they keep coming back and they keep evolving uh, and they've both looked like they're on the precipice of, of title contention now. So it's, it's two again, two prospects going against each other uh, and whoever wins will, in my opinion, should be fighting for a title next We'll see how that division plays out with with obviously recent Jimmy at the top of the card. Who knows? Maybe Reese will go to the UFC. Maybe Jimmy will retire. Maybe someone. Maybe the winner of this fight might fight someone like a Carlo Be- Carlos Pettisordi Jr. Um, but yeah, th- those are the two fights I'm most looking forward to. That's absolutely beautiful. I look. I love Shelly and Harilla. I think Shelly has the style to be Harilla though. We've seen Harilla lo- Harilla lose, and it's guys who refuse to engage in brawls with him. And another thing about Tobias Harilla, I met him in London. He's like the Swedish psycho. Do you know, like American psycho. Mm. He's a lovely guy, like so nice that you're like this. This is now intimidating for some reason. His pleasantness is also terrifying for some reason. But great guy. Um, we're going to the Reese McKee interview. We'll be back to talk more Cage Warriors one fifty three after this. Mwah. He is the main event of Cage Warriors one fifty three this weekend in Dublin. It is an absolutely massive card for the Irish scene it is none other than the welterweight champion of cage warriors Mr. Reese McKee Reese, only days out thanks so much for joining me my friend yeah always a pleasure always a time for RPT so great to get a chat you know it's fight week when we're talking so it's good <laughs> yeah I mean it's absolutely huge I'm even I'm hearing things about tickets and stuff like someone was showing me a graphic the other day that was sent from someone from cage warriors like showing me just a few tickets left off for for the space they have are you surprised that it's this big like remember we were talking in belfast and you're going like this is going to be the one that's huge and it was but this feels even bigger to me yeah this feels bigger to me um you know belfast felt big like the homecoming the you know the title fight it felt massive but like there's just a different energy about this event like the event feels bigger the fight was big in belfast and the fight's big here but this just feels like a bigger spectacle i think maybe it's the bigger arena you know dublin's the most passionate crowd in the world i think that all plays in and i'm definitely not surprised that the tickets are are like um are limited now because like what a night for dublin what a night for mma yeah did you feel much of a pop after your Burlinson fight because I was there and it felt like a really magical moment. Like, do you know when you're 
the guy obviously drove up from Dublin um, with a few other journalists and we were kind of talking about like, geez, this could be really good. But on the way home, and I got a flat tire, so I mean, I added an extra hour onto that journey. We All we could talk about was the main event, like one of the fights of the year without a doubt. But do you feel like a lot more people are standing up and taking no after a performance like that. Like I, I know for sure that you earned the respect of fighters all over Europe. Like people, people were talking about that, like the the OGs of the game talking about what you showed coming through the fire and eventually getting the win there. But what's it been like from the Reese McKee brand point of view? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it was nice, you know, like getting their messages from people that were there. And I done a thing at the time where they all sent me videos from where they were sitting and you know, I had like 400, 400 videos of my walkout, like, you know, more videos than I'll ever need. Um, and, you know, the amount of people that have reached out for this one and said, you know, they've seen me win the, the fight in Belfast. So now they're coming to watch me, you know, uh, unify it. So, yeah, there's been a there's there's been a bit more people attached to the journey and stuff. But like, you know, it's just, you know, me, Pizza, it's like it's the same old. It's, you know, I have a, the loyal people behind me for, since day one and we keep going. There's just a few more people on the journey now. But. That, a fight like that and a result like that will always only help a fighter's journey, you know. Like, as you said, fighters know what that's like if they're in there. Well, some some get there and get out where when you see someone do that, go through it and then win. It's a special, and people know that's a special fighter that can do that. Sixth fight in three arena. I went through them there uh, beforehand. I've been at every single one of them, Reese. I'm missing this one. I'm not going to be here this week, uh, this weekend, because I'm away from my brother Stags. But what is your big memory of fighting there? When someone says three arena, what what jumps into your head? What, which fight? What a question. Um, I mean, I think part of me wants to say the John Redmond fight. Debut. Yeah, part of me wants to say the pro debut against... And, and just put away, the, just that you've noticed it, you've noted that there, I, I want to say, at the time when that fight was made, you had been fighting as a featherweight at amateur level. And this was against a guy like well established on the Irish scene fought for national titles back in the day against Chris Fields. And it was at 170. and we were all kind of going, what in the name of God is Reese doing? Like, is this, you know, you see it all the time, a prospect stepping up against a guy with experience. Maybe the record isn't that good, but experience can play a big factor in these things. You have never fought as a pro. And here you are in the biggest stage on the Island fighting. And of course you win. But um, I, I feel like I had to say that there. I had to stop you mid mid talk because you weren't giving yourself enough credit for that debut fight. Yeah, was, I remember that. Like, and, and I think it'd be fair to say that pretty much ninety nine percent of the population in the in the country thought that wasn't going to go how it went. But the only one percent that did knew were the only one that needed to know, and that was me and our team. Um, and it went exactly as we we thought it would. Big big night. So that's one that you know I think. Uh, beating Jai Herbert was another big one. Them two would would have to be a joint first because just huge nights, just nights where I just knew, you know, similar feeling what this one's going to be. There were nights when I just knew something that nobody else knew. The the Jai Herbert fight kind of epitomizes you who you are to me. Um, and I know I said it to you at the time, and I know I was I was worried about your fight that week. Is that, that that was the same week you lost your father, of course, and we were all very you know, nervous about your fighting that week. And then this savage display happens. I mean, to be honest with you, it's the first fight I think about when I think about you is that fight. Joy Herbert, obviously now in the UFC being celebrated for his slick hands. And then you put him away like that. Like, I mean, 
I know at the at that time when you were doing that and you were competing and I was speaking to you afterwards, it was all just like, yeah, of course, that's what I did. But when you look back at it now, are you kind of like, holy shit, like that is a crazy thing for a young man to be doing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and when I look back at that fight, I feel a bit sorry for myself. Obviously, there was so much going on, but like I knew like if things didn't go well there, I could have went down a bit of a rabbit hole or who well. knows, it would have popped out of training or, you know, I very much needed that. But MMA, like real, like I'm not going to say MMA saved my life at that point or anything like that, but MMA gave me a focus to like no other, you know, I, I was fighting someone that week. So um, I look back and I'm, but I'm so proud of myself. Like, you know, I've been taking... I've been taking these fights since day one, you know, yeah. like, like I, I put up on a story the other day, not one part of my journey. Can anybody say, ah, but sure he was given that, or he was, he was lucky there. I've earned every single bit of it. And Saturday night is just another step in that journey. It's, this is not a fight that I'm not ready for. This is not a fight that, oh, but it's your man. He's fighting like this. This is just another step in my journey and another hard fight, of course, another big name, of course, but like, like if if people are doubting me still at this point, then they may just not watch. Um, you mentioned like if people are doubting you, one thing that really sticks in my craw is when Reese McKee is referred to as a footnote in the career of Hamza Chimaev. When people just kind of use it as a throwaway thing, when yeah. obviously it's a massively casual take. Like we, we've just talked about two fights in your career, and anyone that understands the context of that would understand. Yeah. what you are based on that but does that make you desperate to get back to the ufc and show them like you are dealt an absolutely brutal two fights for for a, a guy who's making his debut and i know you don't uh criticize this you you said i want to fight the toughest guys from the world go but a short notice fight against hamzat shemaev and then after that like you think they'd kind of reward you for stepping up and fighting a guy who was considered the most dangerous fighter in the world that time but no or the da- most dangerous prospect anyway but no, they give you Alex Morono, a guy who's fought a million times in the UFC. Um, but saying all that, like hearing these guys going to refer to you as this, as this footnote in Shemoyev's career, does that make you all the more desperate to get back there and show them what Reese McKee is all about? Yeah, but for myself, you know, for the right reasons, you know, like, you know, it's no different to like this fight's released and you'll, you're, you're bound to go in the comments and find a little comment about Shemoyev or something in there, of course, but like, I genuinely do not care about anything else bar what I think of myself and my team think of me. Like I'm looking to go back to the UFC for myself, for my own satisfaction of knowing that's who I am and that's how good I am, which I already kind of know anyway. So like I couldn't, I genuinely couldn't care less if, you know, on my walkout here, they play a video of me getting hit by Shemaya. They shouldn't do that. I mean, that would be a disgrace. (laughs) So like, that's what I mean. I'm so, I'm so like, out of context it, it just doesn't matter to me like i'm doing this all for myself and that's why it's such that's why i'm so motivated it's there's nothing external that's going to change how i think about something there's nothing you know i'm not going to read a comment and be like oh flip jimmy might do that to me too like it's just so there's no context to it. um i know i'm sorry about the ufc questions but i need to know has there been any confirmation slid across your table to say like right you are now fighting one of the most established legends in UK MMA. If you win this one, surely, surely, this is enough to get you back there. Have they told you anything? Has Graham said anything? Just, it's just a given. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a given. Like it's just, it's just as obvious as we're talking about it now. You know, I do my job the way I do the job every time, and 
it'll 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 be sorted. <laughs> good. That's good to hear. I'm very happy to hear that. Um I wanted to talk about Jimmy Wallhead. Um he similarly had a two fight stint stint in the UFC. Now he didn't have to fight Shimaev, but um, you know, he never got the call back, but he he's established himself across so many different promotions, Bellator, now Cage Warriors, obviously KSW was there for a while. I mean, you told me after he debuted in Cage Warriors that that's the guy. Why is why did you see this kind of happening the way it has happened? Because you were adamant to me. I was thinking about all these different contenders. What about this guy? And you were like, no, that's the guy. Why was that? Because you know, you know how I tick. I need the big names. I need the ones that people are like, oh, he's fighting him. And I need like he has the clout, he has the UFC brass, the Bellator brass, he has all that stuff with him. Um, a wealth of experience, all this knowledge. Um, and I want that test again. I fought Murano, who was my most experienced fighter, and I fell to his experience. But since then, I am so, so much better. Like, it's ridiculous. So I needed the test. I need, this is like me resetting an exam. Do you know what I mean? I failed the experience before, and now I need to take the experience test again. And I just know, I just, I just know I, I have the skills for it now. I'm an experienced guy too. People forget this is my 18th professional fight. Might not be as many as Jimmy, but I'm 27. Do you know what I mean? It's like pound for pound, it's probably not much different. So, you know, and I've had the world titles, I've had runs in the UFC. Like, I'm in a pretty good place too. So the reason I wanted him was because he had a lot of what I have as well. And a win here just looks so good in my sure dog. Yeah, it does. You're not, you're not wrong about that. The fact that he keeps talking about retirement and it seems naturally he's going to finish his career regardless of what happens in this fight. What does that say to you as a fighter? Because I hear guys say, whenever they hear a guy saying, I, I'm retiring, that they think they have one foot out the door. Now, I think Jimmy might be an exception to that rule because he is so such an intense dude. Um, I know how like you know he, he trains like a savage. It's always been the word about him. But what does that say to you when it when a guy's talking retirement before they fight you? Yeah, same same as what you think. I think Jimmy's maybe an exception to that rule. Um, you know, I, I heard in his interview with uh, one of our journalists about saying you know how he's really relishing in the last time and enjoying every every minute of it. And, like that's a pretty cool approach. Um, but again, taking nothing away from him, it's external to me. And I couldn't care if it was, you know, with that brass of a name, I don't care if they're retiring or not. I don't care if he has another four fights or this is his last one. For me, it's my next fight. And that's all I'm focused on. Retire if he wants, of course. Fantastic. Had a great career. And um, if he stays on and does five more after, it's it's as much use to me. Do you think he is the 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 next best fighter in this division as far as you're concerned? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I think so. I think so. Um I'm a big fan of James Sheehan. I'm a big fan of him. Um, you know, James could be could be up there too. So um but yeah, like Jimmy Jimmy is where he deserves to be. Like, you know, he's he's at, rightfully at the top of the division where I fight with me the best. Um, you know, so yeah, he's in a worthy place. Everyone keeps talking about the the buzz in FAI at the moment. I saw uh, Ryan Curtis and McClurkin talking to the Energize guys, and I know you and Jimmy had a great kind of face off there with the Energize guys as well. But what is that like? You have a bunch of guys there preparing to fight in this card, all of them in, in pretty pivotal moments in their career. Um, obviously different moments, but seems like they're all in, in fairly pivotal moments in their career. What is that buzz like, and do you relish that? Yeah, it's weird. It's um. 
it's a like you know I played a lot of team sports um, when I was a bit younger and stuff, and it's very much like that, but a, but in a solo sport, like you know, people are doing so much things for people, you know, for for nothing, like you know, you know, like it's it's unrewarded work, so to speak. Like you know, I'll be sparring five fives, and Paul Hughes is coming to watch the five five and corner every one of them. You know, I'm I'm not handing them fifty quid for doing that, or you know, I'm. Um, I might say thanks because it's Paul Hughes. I might not say thanks. But like, <laughs> so many people are doing stuff out of the, their own goodwill. Like Pat, Pat McAllister will, you know, on Tuesday night, I, I was working on a few issues and he sat for an hour and drilled the technique with me to make sure I had it. Like we're talking, you know, half eight to half nine at night when the man has worked the next day. Like there's just... Every everybody's just willing to help everyone, and everybody's just thriving off each other. It's you know, it's one of them places where everybody else's success is is celebrated, not like, oh, your man's doing well there. Let's try and catch him. It's not like that. How does this all work with Rodney and, and the lads? Like, how, how does it? How do you find it all and gel it all together? And in terms of game plan and stuff like that, how how does this jigsaw come together on fight night? Yeah, it just, it just all works. Everybody has such much respect for each other. You know, all the teams want the best for race, you know. So, like, there's a game plan there in place. Who put it together? The real answer is a bit of everyone, you know, a bit of everyone. I've done, you know, 95% of my camp at FAI. Um, you know, I next gen's always my home, for sure. Uh, Rod's in the corner, of course. It'll never be different. Um, but, like, it's just the perfect blend. I just, I just... I'm in a very, very, very good place, and I'm just very excited to show the the benefits of working in two teams. Ryan Curtis st- sticks out like a sore thumb up there. Like, I mean, every time I see a video and I hear that voice come out of him, I'm like, Jesus Christ! I mean, if ever I wasn't gonna plant a fighter in a gym, it would be Ryan Curtis and FAI. But it seems to be going fantastically. He he has gelled brilliantly with all the lads. I see him wearing his Versace robe just, sometimes, and he's you should see how he turns up for a Sunday sparring. It's the man that you know. If anybody if anybody's made it. It must be Ryan because he's the best dressed man I've ever seen. <laughs> he's incredible, man. He's a beautiful I man. See, I can't see it, but it, wait to see what he wears fight night. <laughs> well, this is it. It is beneficial, right? Like, I like the link there because famously, Corta was a massive salesman all the time in the North Northern City. And obviously, the point being there, but right back from Bama, Bellator, he was always this, this dude. So I think it's a mutually benef- beneficial situation for all the FAI guys to be uh, like, in in the Kurta army, so to speak, for the three arena. Yeah, what's he call it? The Kurta cartel, is it? Um, that's the one. <laughs> of course, that's what he calls it. Uh, <laughs> just so, he's such a cool kid, you know. And again, someone I've shared the kind of been around the scene forever with. Like, you, yeah, know. you guys were on the literal same trajectory. I'd say debut pro, like a couple of years from around each other, and then on the same cards, right as well. Early on, I remember. I remember looking through his Facebook when I was younger, just thinking, flip that he's a cool kid like you know he's seen him hitting pads and doing stuff and yeah just always appreciate him and respect him and you know to be in the same team and now the same card on a big one it's it's all very cool isn't it yeah yeah it's um i'll tell you one thing reese and i think i said this to you many times and uh, a lot of younger fighters I, i always consider you part of the old school even though you are 27 because you've been around so long but i used to always say to you like I just don't see it happening again. You know, the way it happened with McGregor and Norman and the way everything just took off in that period. I I don't see it happening again. And now suddenly I'm in this situation where I'm like, 
is it happening again? Because I'm I'm looking at you. I'm looking at obviously Gary's already there. McGregor's on the way back, hopefully. And then you've got Paul Hughes waiting in the wings. And then, you know, you're looking at Lee Hammond on the ultimate fighter. You know, Kiefer, obviously his proximity to McGregor might help him out there in terms of getting him back in too. You have Ryan Shelley, you have James Sheehan on this card. Like, could we be on the verge of another massive moment for Irish MMA? Look, it probably, look, because I'm an old head, I'll probably say it will never live up to it, blah, blah, blah. But if you have this many fighters in the UFC from the island, it's going to be massive regardless of whether it compares to the McGregor's initial ascent. Do you think we could be kind of coming close to something like that? Yeah, I think so. And it's a given too. Like it's one of these things. It's like there's top Irish brass there and they're fighting in a European promotion. And, you know, for the for the majority of it, the Irish guys are at the top of the divisions, you know. So the next move is the UFC. The UFC come back to Dublin before you know it, you have a card with six or seven Irish guys, you know, and there you go. There's your next stint. Obviously, I understand your point about with McGregor, but McGregor's attached to these events coming back to Ireland and Ian Gary's there. Like flip, you could have a better part than you had before. Like, and in the and no disrespect to any of the guys that were there before, but the level's higher now. The level is different, you know. Um, like this, this could be a real, could be a better run, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think, I think the the first run, like the magic of it was like people were learning what MMA was in real time. You know what I mean? Like they were like, "What is this?" So now the the fan base is on a on a far greater level of intellect as well with the sport. So, you know, you could be right with that. Tell me, um, what way do you see this fight going? Do you do predictions? I can't remember. It's been so long, Reese. I'm not, I'm not against a prediction. Uh, <laughs> not against one. You know, I just, I, I genuinely just see me overcoming everything. You know, I, 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 I don't doubt it'll be a test. I'm sure it'll be a test. I hope it is a test. Um, I hope there's adversity. I hope all that stuff's involved. But regardless, that image in my head before I go to sleep is with my hand raised. I would imagine it's going to be a finish. I wouldn't be surprised if it was submission. I'd be happy with a decision. I do not care. The only thing I care about is waking up on Sunday morning with a UFC contract and a big win. And that's it. So what? when is the ideal debut then or the return to the UFC? W- would you be keeping fresh for that London card in July? Is that what you'd be looking at or is that too soon? 100% absolutely of course of course um, we have a week in Paris after the fight oh lovely to get to get fat again to get the weight back up <laughs> and, um, <laughs> no I'd be, I'd be good for July 22nd but of course like all eyes are on Saturday night and you know there's a big job to be done of course but I'm a young kid I'm allowed to talk about the future too you know people are scared to talk about flip what do you what you do the day after an event oh don't get ahead of yourself I'm just fine well Reese, it's an absolute pleasure again I apologise that I'm missing this if there was one card that Mm. I wouldn't want to miss all year it's this one honestly obviously I've watched guys go from the UFC from Cage Warriors my whole life and uh, I would have loved to be there to see it I'll watch it on Fight Pass the next day but just remember I was there for all the other ones don't you forget about me when you go big time in Paris now All right? I'll never forget about the OG that's pizza you're a legend Reese. thanks very much mate pleasure mate And we're back live from Andy Stevenson's sitting room ahead of Cage Warriors 153. And we've just heard from the wonderful Reese McKee. Reese McKee, what a man. Sixth fight in the three arena. Sixth fight. 
I've been at every one of them, but I will miss this one, Andy, and it's breaking my fucking heart. First, uh, first UFC London, and now, uh, oh. now is <laughs> Dublin. Uh, my, my, Some say you've been replaced. Yeah, I have, I have been fucking replaced, one hundred percent. I've been replaced by about ten fuckers, as far as I know. I mean, it used to just be me. Now, of all these young crazy cats who are just far more interested in people and far less jaded than I am, and I'm like, well done, lads. You know, if you didn't do it, I would definitely be doing it, though. I promise. You're still a goat. No, I'm not. Um, what I wanted to ask you is. Reese McKee, like I think Jimmy Wallhead is 100% retiring. I don't even think that's up for debate. I've never heard a man say something more in an interview in my life. Like every interview he's in, we're talking retirement. He's got to be retiring. Like if he isn't, I don't know why you talk about it this much. So I'm leaving that to one side. But I do want to know, do you honestly believe that he'll be signed to the UFC if he wins this fight? Because that's where I'm at. I'm like, he he's full of confidence and I want him to be. And I, I really think a win over Wallhead deserves, like you you deserve to be in the UFC with that win. But do you believe it? Um, I want with everything in my heart to believe it. Um, I'm, I'm operating. If it wasn't for Paul Hughes not already being signed right now, um, I would be more confident. But I think, I remember um, Andrew McGann was interviewing Reese after his last fight and I think it's kind of said to him, look, we were just speaking with Graham Boyle and he said, you know, maybe two two more fights and then and then in. And I could see the look of disappointment in Reese's face. I feel like he has done everything he could, if he goes in here and beats, and, and especially if he goes in and finishes Jimmy Wallhead, I don't know what more he can do to show the UFC brass what he's made of because he's just, uh, one, he's an incredible fighter. Two, he provides brilliant entertainment he's he's 12 wins and 12 finishes in his career he's never gone to a decision in a win he has gone in when he rebounded from the UFC he went in against Mantecchi and put on what I think was the best performance of his career he then displayed all of his guts in front of the entire world in that fight against um Burlinson, Justin Burlinson. uh <laughs> like that that is one of the craziest wars I've ever seen in my life um and I think he deserves to be in the UFC again with the win he's he talks about this himself that he shows up in the big moments he shows up and he didn't get to show that in the UFC the first time and he always talks about when he speculates about going back to the UFC he always says his debut uh, I think he's completely put that behind him that run and he, he'll he say I'm 10 times the fighter that fought Hamza Chimaev I'm dancing around your question still as to whether I believe he'll be signed I'm going to say yes but it's a willful yes I, I, I hope that I'm right um Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Guess what happens if, if he doesn't and he wins? James Sheehan v. Reese McGee could be a possibility and Irish fans will be watching that one through their hands because they, they want to see both these guys win. I don't know if you know this about me, Andy, but for a long time, I've been telling all these young guns, the golden generation has come and gone and you are the fucking part of it. <laughs> no, what I say is like, it's never going to be what it was. It will never be the way it was. And look, I still believe that to a large extent, but there's a lot of boys making me feel very bad about that take now. Like right now we have, right, we're talking about Reese here at the top of this. As you said, Sheehan's on this card, knocking on the door. Ryan Shelley's on this card, knocking on the door. Kaylon Lochran, mm. knocking on the door, <laughs> right? Paul Hughes, fucking one foot in the door. But yeah, like, Paul Hughes should have already closed the door behind him at this point. Like, there's nothing more he can do to, to show. I'm not even finished. Wait, wait, wait. Then you have Lee Hammond on the Ultimate Fighter with a potential Conor McGregor return coming. 
Lee doesn't even need to fight on the Ultimate Fighter as far as I'm concerned, and they're going to want to sign him. That proximity situation, and as well, Kiefer takes one of the biggest fucking wins of the year against uh, Alex Cowboy. Tremendous fight. And we all know about his links with McGregor. I think that's not... Like, if Conor fights, so much shit is at play for these guys. Am I leaving anyone else out? Is there anyone else? And then on, on the women's side, you've got Danny McCormick and yeah. Sean O'Bannon both in Invicta, where, you know... Hang on. No, you're not allowed to speak about that. <laughs> All right, go on. D- Danny definitely, right? How, how far is Shauna? Does she does she need to get the belt that Danny currently has? We're not saying they should fight each other. Definitely not. But is that the situation we're looking at? Uh, I, d- I don't think she necessarily needs to get the belt, to be honest with you. Um, look, I think I think you, you don't have... like. You don't have to win as many fights if if there's just not as much competition if yeah. you're a woman fighting. And I think if you if you can stand out and you can get your finishes and if you can make waves, which I think she's already doing. Um, and Danny, obviously, of course, with that that performance uh, to win the title, I don't see any reason why both of them couldn't be in the UFC. Yeah, I think like you could include guys that are signing for PFL, but they've signed for PFL, right? Like we have some good fighters gone, like Will, obviously decorated pro, France decorated. Nate Kelly looks an immense prospect at the moment, but. If we're talking about this golden moment, I think that it needs to be UFC. Like to to have the same nights we had in in 2014, and he, like people shit all over the the Hula and Smoga card. That was great crack. There was loads of Irish people on the card. People just forget forget the kind of wild situation we're in. Even Bama card started kicking off. Then Reese McKee made his debut on one of those cards against John Redmond. He had been competing as a featherweight at 145, and then stepped up at 170 to fight John Redmond. A guy who had like 10 pro fights, and then. His story begins from here, but sorry, I'm I'm bullshit. I need to get on to my my question here is is this the new generation of the fighting Irish? How confident are you that we can have like five, six guys? We have McGregor and Gary right now, but how confident are you we could have like an like an arsenal of six fighters there across the ten or eleven fighters we've just named? Yeah, I'm the most confident I've been in a number of years, one hundred percent. And all those ones that that you they mentioned, like you there's I have a lot of confidence like you mentioned Caelan Lochran there. He was a guy who was getting shit on oh, yeah. up and down Ireland for basically being a can crusher. And what he's managed to do in the space of, of 12 months in Cage Warriors is, is fantastic. And if he can go in here, like he's the total package. Yeah. He can talk to talk, he can walk to walk. And if he continues to put on performances that, that he that he has, he is the guy, he's already calling out fucking Piotr Jan and, and other people in the UFC. He's, he's confidence to beat the band. Um, and there's loads of guys like him, like Paul Hughes, I think can go in and, and make an impact in the UFC right now. Um, Lee Hammond, I would 100%, I'm very interested to see how he gets on in tough. Um, and there's a lot of others, yeah. Like I, I really do think that way, like it takes a while for the next wave to come, right? I think I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I was like I, I know everything about Irish MMA back in in, in that time. I didn't, um, but I do think it takes time. I think that the, the next wave was never going to be right behind it a year or two later. It, it had to have been, you know, five years on. Reese McKee thinks it's going to be better than the first one. It could be. Well, it, I mean, it, like that's not crazy, right? But like, McGregor needs to be there, though. Like, you, he, fucking McGregor, his career will now span two generations of Irish. Like, two, he will have led two Irish armies into the UFC if this happens. That's that's fucking incredible. Like, I mean, that would be, it, it would be incredible. Like, it, it all, whatever aside, it would be incredible if you had a Conor McGregor card and it was just stacked with the next wave of talent. Like, it, that would be unreal. Now, I don't know if that can ever happen or it's probably can't happen in ireland anyway mate he read the secret and he became a double ufc champion we need to read the fucking secret mate yeah sure 
Grant's home. Um, but yeah, like I... I, I let's th- end it on a positive note here, Andy. Yeah, let's, let's be optimistic. Okay, look, it's, it's never going to be the exact same because it, we're ne- it, there's never going to be the, the Conor McGregor again. But what there could be is a fucking arsenal, as you said, of guys who can go in there and continuously contend and, and break into rankings and not just be kind of one man leading from the front, um, but, but a, you know, a team, a squad of five or six or seven who are all on, on almost an even keel that can go in there and really put Ireland on the map again. Because I feel like, I feel personally that Ireland has been a, kind of almost a butt of a joke for a little bit um, on the global scene. I feel like a lot of fighters maybe were were set up in, in big spots when they weren't ready yet um, and almost set up for failure in ways. And I think that while there's been great successes, uh, when you, look, when you go onto the internet, I see a lot of people shitting on, our, on, on Ireland over the last number of years. And I think that's about to change very, very soon because I think there's going to be a lot of fighters making waves on a global stage and I'm excited. You could say that they're not here to take part. They're here to... Take over? Yeah! <laughs> anyway, this has been The Crack Show with the great Andy Stevenson. We had the beautiful Reese McKee on. Thank you for Troy. I hope this sounds better, Troy. I know you've been upset with my breathing, one. The echo, two. And just me, three. Um, thanks for Jordan for the video. We love you very much. Andy, any final any final thoughts? <laughs> As we'd usually ask Chuck Mendenhall on the Ring Around My Show. No, just look, thanks, thanks for coming over. Uh, you're, you're a legend. Appreciate the time uh, and appreciate all the support you've given me over the years. You're still, uh, you're still the goat. So uh, keep going. I appreciate the reason chocolate shoes and the glass of water and the fantastic parking spot you gave me among those mansions. I'm sure my car is burnt out by the time I go back. They think we're the bad guys. You're the bad guys, South Dublin. I, I've been watching you the entire time just to make sure you haven't robbed it. <laughs> we got two cameras on you. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. Enjoy Cage Warriors. I'll see you on Tuesday. Mwah.